images of protests all across the world. People are fed up and are demanding change. So tonight on Nightly Pop, we're doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, I think our fans have grown with us. You guys watch us, and I know that we provide a lot of laughter to you. But right now, there are not a lot of people laughing and a lot of people wanting to have honest conversations. And I think the three of us are able to be extremely honest with each other, even when it's uncomfortable. So we hope and encourage mm -hmm. you to have those uncomfortable conversations with the people in your lives uh, as we are planning to do with each other tonight. Okay, so let's start with some questions. Some sincere, some ignorant, but they need to be discussed. So the Minneapolis cop has been charged for killing George Floyd, but people are still protesting, and a lot of people, ignorant or not, are wondering why these protests, if the thing that they were asking for in the first place happened. And I know that there are deeper reasons. Um, so I'm curious what you guys think. Well, I think people who are asking that question know the answer. I, I think they know the answer. You know, when Colin Kaepernick took a knee and said, hey, this is for, this is about police brutality. This is about the, how, you know, this is disproportionate with how black people are treated and, and, and the amount of people that are arrested in comparison to other nationalities and did it in this way mm -hmm. that was peaceful, people had a problem with it. It was, it was a problem. Mm -hmm. It was like, why are you protesting this way? Why are you protesting this at all? Why, why is it this? Now that it's escalated, it's, well, now it's this. There's always people trying to tell people who have faced oppression how to deal with it. And there's, the truth is there's never a right way because what a lot of people don't want to admit is that you just don't want to deal with it. And it's easier to tell people to shut up. It's easier to say, well, I've seen so many people post about looting, but not about mm -hmm. George Floyd, not about people losing their mm -hmm. lives. You're talking about these buildings and you could post about that, but I've never seen you post about black people losing their lives. And I wouldn't, I could never sit back and watch any other group face this type of treatment and sit silent right. or find a reason why it's their fault. I have never seen victims be blamed than the way that I have seen black people who have been treated by, with police brutality with the police. It's always their fault. And I'm just really exhausted. I'm really tired. I'm tired of the microaggressions. I'm tired of the discrimination. I'm, t I'm, I'm tired, y'all. I have to tell you, I am, I'm, I'm exhausted. Also, let's talk about the fact that the three other officers who were there, who witnessed this, mm -hmm. are, they were fired, but pe people want them brought to justice as well. Um, if you watch that video, they, they were all in, involved in this. So I think the fact that they have yet to be arrested, charged, um, is, in, is enraging a lot of people, myself included. Um, but this incident, while, was, while it was sparked with the death of George Floyd, is a much broader incident. I mean, this is broader than that one thing. It's about the consistent injustices that Black people feel when dealing with mm -hmm. law enforcement. And I think how it's responded to. There are people like myself who feel like this system was not built for us to succeed. And so I understand why people are angry, why it has boiled over, and why we as a nation are at a tipping point.
I also think with the other officers, if it was a, a citizen issue, if there was a murder that happened and there were three other people standing there who were with the murderer and didn't do anything, those people would also be fully implicated. Right. Right. Uh, and so They're for them... They're complicit in what happened. Yeah. And I think that's a part of the reason why this is not solved with just one arrest. He was charged with third-degree murder, and a lot of the uh, rage about that was that they people wanted him to be charged with first-degree murder, which basically says that it's premeditated. And lawyers around the world and, yeah. and people who understand law are saying that it's a lot harder to get a, a first-degree murder charge across the finish line and to prove premeditation in third degree is much more reasonable. But now that they have the attorney general uh, on the case, Keith Ellison, what people did by getting Keith Ellison involved is the right thing to do. Put it in the hands of someone who wants change. Put it in the hands of someone who can actually create change and just try not to spread misinformation online because it does more damage than it does good. There's a lot of legal talk. And to be honest with you, I don't really care about that. I care about people losing their lives. And I think that's why people are protesting. It's not just about this one incident. This is literally what has, this is really kind of just making the broader issue, just bringing it to a bubble, which is something that's been going on for many years now. Uh, Even being in L.A., a um, a very diverse place compared to other places in the country, a lot of people are still completely unaware of the depth of oppression that's happening today. This has been going on for far longer, and it's far worse than I think a lot of people are willing to acknowledge or were willing to acknowledge. I think the people that were unwilling to acknowledge it were the people that were unaffected by it. Yeah. And I think those are the I think people that don't have to face consistent racism or adversity or oppression are people that, you know, unfortunately look like you and I, Hunter. And I feel like those are the people that can easily shield out the reality because they don't have to face it. Uh, in their day-to-day lives. So mm-hmm. it, as much as, you know, I think we're all against sort of any sort of violence, um, you know, you were right in saying that we are really at a tipping point. I mean, people are just fed up with this kind of bull****. And the fact that it had to take somebody literally dying uh, with somebody's knee on their neck for nine minutes for this to happen is is a really unfortunate, unfortunate cause. So hopefully that this is the start of real change, not the sort of like the change that we've started to make over the years, but like the real, real deal change yeah, of everybody f- being treated equally. The fact that it's getting so ugly is a sign. You know, I feel like, um, unfortunately, things can't be perfect and tied up in a bow. Um, you know, and Hunter, you brought this up on last night on the phone with us, you know, the difference between protesters and looters. I mean, what do you guys think about that? What do you think about the difference of those two different things? Um, a lot of the uh, protesters are really, really upset that the uh, the media is conflating protesting and looting. I think the protesters just want everybody to know that they are not the same groups of people. And I, I mean, know, I it's, think it's we, saw, we saw um, a lot of peaceful protests um, over the weekend. There were for hours. And the what I've heard from, from people who were on the front lines what you can see on social media from people who are protesting from the videos is that the most people felt like they were they were peaceful for hours it wasn't until the police drew a line and wouldn't let them pass they felt like the police were the aggressive force justin who justin sylvester our justin sylvester yep. was out there and said that look we were out there we were peaceful it didn't become aggressive until police began agitating the people who were on the ground because they didn't want them to pass a certain point 
And I've always been of the thought, if I'm, if I'm peacefully protesting and it's, it's my American right, I don't understand why you're stopping us. I don't understand why there's a line where people can't cross and go into another county or, or if they want to march from here to New York. Why is that a problem? Why are people being stopped from peacefully protesting? Which you keep them in the centralized area and it starts to become tense. And then more people join and people who want to take advantage of the situation join and then it bubbles over and becomes something mm -hmm. else. The amount of people that are using the looters as a way to negate all the positivity that's coming from the protesters, instead of showing all the beautiful moments that show the best of humanity, they'll show looters. And looters, like Nina said, very opportunistic, um, mm -hmm. but it doesn't represent the whole. Also, like, it's a small percentage of people that are looting compared to the thousands and thousands mm -hmm. of people who are protesting. If you don't want a small group of cops to give all police a bad name, why are you taking this small group and putting it across the board for protesters? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So social media has obviously been a huge part of the conversation in this movement, and it's changed the way a lot of people look at what advocacy online looks like, including myself. Um, and we've talked about it off camera, but I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on how this kind of changes everything. I mean, Nina and I actually kind of spoke about this in depth um, a little bit earlier and yesterday. And, you know, obviously, after I saw what had happened to George Floyd, I was immediately disgusted and outraged and truly beside myself um, and was horrified by what I saw. And I instantly started posting stories that I felt represented how I felt. But I was very insecure and uncertain about how to portray how I was really feeling in an authentic way and a way that really mattered and made sense to other people. And I felt a lot of pressure that I didn't want to have to say the wrong thing or I didn't want to say the wrong thing and be embarrassed by that. Um, and then I kind of doubted posting at all because I was like, do people really care to hear from me? Do I look like I'm just jumping on something that I've never had to experience? So I had a lot of thoughts in my mind. And then finally, um, I realized that me not saying anything, I mean, people don't really care the exact words that I use or don't use. It was really just about me standing my ground and being very clear about what I support and the message that I want to convey to the people that follow me. And so ultimately that just happened. So I did stories for a few days and then I posted on my feeds and, and on my brand's feed to let people know, like, this is where we are on this. Yeah. So you're either on this side with me or you're not on this side because, and if you're not, then feel free to unfollow me. Totally. Please don't buy my clothing and, and we'll see you never. So I just right. think, I think a lot of people get into that groove, but I think ultimately you have a responsibility as not only a human being, but as a white person, right? That to step up and say, we're not going to tolerate this for other people either anymore. Yeah. I think there's there, this is the thing. Racist are really loud. Mm -hmm. So if you right. don't agree with that, why are you mm -hmm. silent? Mm -hmm. The people who hate me are loud as fuck. I have been called so many times in my DMs these last few days. If you care about me, I need you to speak up. Because these people who hate me are loud. I don't give a damn about your insecurities. I don't care how people are going to perceive you. If you do not agree 
with how people are treated, if you do not agree with seeing a man lose his life and beg for his mother on the ground, I need you to say something. Yeah. I need you to challenge your friends who make racist jokes. I need you to challenge your friends who have microaggressions about why that black girl got hired and not them. I need you to challenge your friends who make statements that you know are right, but you don't want to rock the boat. It's not about the racist character. We know they're not thinking with a proper mind. It's about yours. Right. What are you going to do in this climate to make it different? Or would you just rather be comfortable and complain when things blow up in your face? Because I'm tired. And my tolerance is high because I've been dealing with this my whole life. And Morgan, you hit me up yesterday and I don't mean to talk about our private conversations, but you sent me a DM. No, please do. You sent me a really honest question yesterday because you were getting so many crazy DMs for saying Black Lives Matter, which shouldn't create hate, but it does. And you said, have most of the white people that you've interacted with been racist? And what a poignant question. And it's crazy to me that the question had to be posed so late in your life. Yeah. Because our experiences have been so different. So different. And, and for, I mean, the amount of racist white people that have messaged me, that have messaged me to tell me that they are unfollowing me, that they want nothing to do with me. I've gotten messages on my posts saying gross. I, I, I just didn't realize that other white people that share different views than I do so drastically thought that I thought like they did. And I think that goes back to the original point of why you need to make your position as clear as possible. Because I think 90% of my followers think I want the president to be the president, and I don't think that black lives matter. And so that was my sort of, I don't want to use the word validation, but that was sort of my moment of realizing how important it is for me to speak up during times like this and and for the rest of my life. And, you know, you're right, because it's true. I mean, Hunter and I'm sure we have friends that make comments that maybe we didn't even realize were necessarily racist, but they are. And that sort of stigma and mentality is what really needs to just sort of disperse at this point, because people can't continue to be treated like this or people are going to respond the way that they have been. Absolutely. So, no, I mean, I think you, I want to hear from you, Hunter, because I know that you have in the past had an issue with what you've put out. And I, I think that there are people who feel like you. And I think it's important that you say why you feel that way, because I think there are a lot of people who, who aren't saying anything that, that don't necessarily agree with what happened, but are, are silent. And I, and I really want to know how you feel about that. Yeah, I, I had never posted for anything in terms of advocacy before. When these conversations were happening online, as someone who grew up in the influencer world, uh, I saw it used as a way to get likes, you know, uh, on matters not as important as this, some as important as this, whether it be a school shooting and people hopping on. But I would see people post a, you know, a photo at the beach saying, Guys, this is time for you to make a change. And it's, to me, it was just really gross. I think I also had this fear of like, is that how I'm going to be perceived? Am I going to be perceived as the same people who aren't doing it in an effective way? Because I didn't have a guide uh, telling me like, hey, no, this is actually going to help. I really thought my voice is not what's going to change things. And 
you made it very clear that it's everybody's voice right now is going to change things. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. everybody being as loud as they can for justice, for the right thing. That's actually going to make things happen. And I regret how I had lived my life on social media before. Again, it wasn't important to me. Social media wasn't. I've donated to every cause. I have volunteered uh, you know, near my home in Inglewood many times. I, I want to help. I just didn't look at social media as a place with a genuine, authentic voice. And this right. is the first time that that's changed. Right. I can see what you're saying on, on, on some of that. I totally do. I think that that's what I struggled with with the first few days of like, I don't want to jump on something and seem inauthentic. But I think ultimately it's just a very simple conversation question. You ask yourself, am I OK with this? No. Do I need to speak out about it? Absolutely. Yeah. And who cares what anyone else thinks? It's really more about yourself. Um, OK, on that note, we'll be right back. Just breathe, relax your body, breathe in deep, right? Not hard, I mean, mm-hmm. sh- really kind of shallow, right? Because you want to stay alive, son. You want to stay alive, right? And you say, hey, I can't breathe. Just get somebody got a camera looking. And you just breathe, relax, let your body go limp, all right? I need you to stay alive, okay? Mm-hmm. This is what I taught my son this morning. America, what did you teach yours? So that video went viral over the weekend, um, and it's uncomfortable to watch. And I know that there are a lot of people who spent this weekend with their dad and had nothing to do with anything to that depth. So, um, you know, I think it's important to talk about our relationship with law enforcement because I think there are so many people when I see, you know, people get arrested or when we see police brutality, one of the first things I see, especially from people who are not black is, well, why did they resist or why didn't they comply? And then when it, when they do comply, then it's, well, what did they do? It's, it's never all about like what's happening to them. It's always trying to figure out why it happened to that person. And I think that speaks volumes as to the difference between the relationship with black people and police Um, And so for me, I never, uh, I have never had a positive relationship with law enforcement. And that doesn't speak across the board. I have friends who have been in the military and friends who have become police officers. But in general, my relationship has not been positive uh, from childhood. And I've had a lot of conversations with my parents as a young child as to why we don't call 911, why we deal with things are on our own. Um, because we did not feel supported. Sometimes you call for the help and you end up getting arrested. Mm-hmm. So let's end today's show talking about how we can all help affect the change uh, that we want to see and what people can do to show their support. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that question, like, where do I start? You know, and I think the first mm-hmm. thing you do is, you know, I really, I really, really want to implore people to utilize social media because I think there are people think it's just like for TikTok and dancing and, and fun posts and a, a lot of things that are not being reported on the news are available on social media. If you want to see these peaceful protests, if you want to see it from the ground up, it's really your responsibility to to look this stuff up for yourself. So there are so many resources available to you. Um, on social media just by simply searching hashtags. Um, But also there are bailout funds that you can donate to in every major city, Um, organizations that aid in community action. Um, You can go to blacklivesmatter.com to get information. Stop 
taking what people are telling you and research it for yourself and see um, how you can donate, how you can get information um, and, and how you can be a part of a solution. It's so easy to Google yeah. and find someone who actually knows what they're doing, who actually knows where the funds are most important, who actually knows where they're being utilized. It's all one search away. So there really is no excuse to not do something right now. Yeah. We're putting things on our social media as well at the E underscore Nightly Pop Instagram for you guys to be able to check things out that we're posting to help and get involved. Um, we're out of time, you guys. Good show. Um, we're back to three nights a week. Yep. Um, so tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights. We will be here for you. Um, yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.